Hey, everybody, how are we today? Awesome. So good to have all of you guys here today. Uh, I would assume since it is fall break weekend and it's also like tropical storm outside that you people like chose to be here. So uh, no accidents here today. You, you, you intended to be here. So really glad to have you. Uh, we are finishing up this week a series we've been calling Choices. Uh, our idea of helping us just navigate through the many, 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 many different types of choices that we have. We've picked two things every week. We're going to choose uh, X over Y, uh, purpose and priority, uh, lots of different choices. This week we're going to finalize. I'll tell you where we're going in just a second, but it is good, really good to have you guys today. Uh, I'm Jeff, and I'm one of our pastors, and uh, a lot of guests in the house today, which is crazy on a, on a crazy wet day. Uh, we're going to hear a little rain today. we got a little metal roof going on up there, so it'll just make you feel like you're uh, cuddling up on a couch, okay? So uh, I'll talk fast, and uh, hopefully this will be something I believe that God's going to really do something in your heart. Um, great last service. Uh, I, I'm going to speak today from something that I, I'm not great at. Uh, I've gotten better at in the last maybe 10 years, uh, but this is almost a carryover from last week when we talked about how we do not want to live our lives in regret. If you were here last week, you got to go back online and check that out. Uh, but this, this week, I want to start with a question. Uh, basically, this question is probably for, for 99.9% of you. Uh, may not be your initial thought of yourself because you're going you're gonna to want to nudge the person next to you and think that's them because uh, you're going to think of them as like an OCD, that's the way they operate, not me. But this is really probably all of us. But how many of you would say that I wish I had more time to do the things that are most important to me? You, you would say that, there, that there's stuff that, that's like on the table that I'm not doing because of all the other stuff that's crowding out some of the important stuff. I wish I had more time to do some of the stuff that's most important to me. Maybe some of you guys would say, yeah, that's like I'd love to spend more time with friends. I would love to have a little more time for my hobby I wish I had time to work out. I wish I could go, you know, maybe serve a little bit more in this one little area of, of ministry or the church or something. Uh, but you would say, but I, I, I can't because, you know, I got this project going on. Or I got to mow the grass. Or we've got dishes to do. Or uh, if, you're got, if you're a young mom, young parents, you got diapers to change and stuff like that. And, and you, got, or you, got a, you got some, you know, bills to pay or uh, you got this, you've been working on this Instagram post and it's just like consuming some of your time because you got to write it just perfectly, you know. So some of us are in that category where we've got stuff going on that's like eating our time away. We're wanting to spend some time in the important stuff, but we're missing it because stuff's crowding out the important stuff. So today I want to ask you this question. So how are you doing in this area? Um... I would say when I ask people that question, how are you doing, I have people tell me what? what what's the num- number one answer you think I get when I say, hey, man, how's it going? How you doing? I'm busy. That's the number one thing I hear all the time. I'm busy. Nobody in my entire lifetime, as I've asked, how you doing, buddy? No one's ever said, man, I'm just relaxed. Nobody said I'm chill. Nobody said it's like all good. You know, it's like... Usually it's just busy. I'm busy, man. I've got so much going on. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. I've got so much going on. It's just like, wow, it's crazy. That's what I normally hear. So 
my goal and our hope today is that we would never say, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. Because saying that, you know there's some falsehoods saying, I don't have enough time. Because this, you have enough time for what you choose to have time for, right? Because everything's a choice. If you don't have time, that means you're choosing something else, potentially less valuable than what you're saying you want to spend time with or spend time on. So let me just clarify what this looks like because your brain's probably going 90 miles an hour. Where is this going? What kind of, what are we really talking about here? So let me just clarify some of what this looks like today. Um, Today, I want us to choose the important over the urgent. The important over the urgent, all right? Let me show you what some of those would look like in real life scenarios. All right, so um, if you if you run a company or you uh, own a company or you manage something, you lead people, and you know the the, the bottom line of what's got to get done, and on the, on a particular day you got an angry customer, you got an angry customer. What do you do with that angry customer? You got to calm that person down, right? You got someone who's mad about something. You got to jump in. You got to calm that person down. That's urgent, right? That's urgent. Got to solve this, man. This thing's happening. Man, something's about to blow up over here. We're going to go fix this. That's an urgent scenario, all right? Building systems to keep customers from getting angry, that's important, right? That's important. Um, getting your car engine repaired is urgent. Doing all the preventative maintenance on your car before the car breaks is important. Gets tracking? Um, taking care of yourself so you don't get sick is important. Right? Taking care of yourself. Having to rush yourself to the doctor because you've been neglecting yourself, that's an urgency. But taking care of yourself in advance, that's important. So that's what we're talking about. One of my favorite authors, uh, kind of a, a thought guy out there, Seth Godin. And he says this, he says, if you choose what is important, you won't deal with as many things that are urgent. And he says that the opposite is never true. So today I want to talk to you about choosing the important over the urgent. Now to do that, I want to unpack unpack some scripture for you. And I want to show you this in scripture. Probably the, the best story out there when it comes to valuing things in, in, the, in a light that's most valuable to us. So we don't ever walk around and, and, and get to a place in our life where we look back over our life in regret. Or we walk up to someone and they ask us how we're doing and we say, we're busy. We need to quit wearing that as a badge. It's not helpful. It's not healthy. And for some of you, you came here this morning and God brought you here for such a time as this. So buckle up. Here we go. Luke chapter 10. Uh, Luke writes this story about two sisters. You probably, if you're, if you're new to Bible study, you've probably never heard this, but if you've been around for a little while, Luke, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, the third book in the New Testament, the author writes about these two sisters uh, who have a guest coming to their house. One gets all worked up trying to get the house ready, shoving stuff underneath the bed, trying to get the special candle out to make it smell just right, you know, doing all the stuff that I'm I'm sure never happens in your house when guests come, right? I'm sure you've never had a fight with your spouse because you're trying to get it all ready and you get mad at each other, right? Never happens. 
But here we got two sisters. You know that's going to get complicated real quick, right? Two sisters, blood-related sisters, about to get down with it, all right? So Luke chapter 10, verse 38, it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, going to Mary and Martha's house, he came, that's Jesus, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home, home to him. Well, good job, Martha. But for the rest of this story, she does not get any applause, all right? She's like, uh uh-uh, wah, 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 right? Bad job, Martha. And Martha had a sister named Mary who, maybe you want to slap this girl because she's so got it going on right, but Mary, the good sister, sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Now, we recognize poor Martha. She opens up her house. Mary's over here. She's sitting down and just like eyeball to eyeball, paying attention to their guests. Martha is not. She's busy. She's doing other stuff. She's throwing things in the closet. She's like got so many things to do just to make it right for who? For their guests. But as you will recognize, Martha missed the most important thing. They got a guest in their house. They got somebody in their house, and she's focused on something but not on somebody. So she's missing the important, and she's pursuing the urgent stuff, right? The dishes aren't just right. The curtains are messed up. Let's just, you know, whatever it is, the lines are not on the carpet, right? She's going OCD and missing the most important thing, pursuing urgent stuff. So Luke goes on, and it says in verse 40, but Martha was... What's this word? I love this word. I think this is where a lot of us live. Martha was what? Distracted. Distracted. And I don't think anybody intends on missing out on the most important things. I just think a lot of us can be very distracted. There's a lot of stuff to distract us in, in our culture today, right? There's a whole, I mean, I, li- I feel like I live with so many more distractions than what I had when I was younger. There's just more stuff, more distractions, more more technology. I mean, in just about... 20, 15 minutes or so, my little nice, cool, distractional watch is going to distract me and buzz till I stop talking to you, right? <laughs> I did that on purpose, right? But, but dude, we got distractions, technology, it's wonderful, but we got, got a lot of distractions going on today. So Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, right? I love that, like Luke words in like that they had to be made, right, Martha? Um, and so she came to Jesus, this is Martha, Martha, Martha comes to Jesus, and, and she asked, I love that she's, it says that she's asked, because she's asking, because really what she's doing, she's tattling, she's telling on her sister, she's upset, that she's worried, she's, she's recognized that she's all worked up, but her mind's lost, <laughs> she's confused on what's most important, so she comes and and tells on her sister, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Now, you know, you know you're, you're wigged out. You know you're like just completely gone grape ape, like just completely crazy when you go to your guest and you whine and complain about the person who's with the guest about what they're not doing. You know you've lost it, right? You know when all of a sudden you, you got that building emotion, and all of a sudden it starts to pop, and everybody recognizes, uh-oh, double O-C, baby, out of control right there, right? Been there, done that before? 
this is where she's at. I mean, she's flipping out. She's complaining to Jesus. No one's helping me. So the question I want to ask is this morning, I wonder how many of us are distracted from what is most important in our lives? How many of us? How many of you? How many of us are distracted by unimportant things? Faithfully pursuing, I mean, like, we're faithful pursuing urgent things while we're neglecting what's most important. Luke goes on and says, Jesus' response, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. (laughs) I think that's kind of funny. I think if you had, some of you, if you had a life verse, that's it. All right? I think some of you, that, this, this could be your life verse. You are worried about a lot of things, many things. But Jesus says this. He says, but few things are needed. And I think that's the real reality here. I think we could slim down a lot of the stuff, a lot of the extra fluff, a lot of the stuff that I think grabs us and distracts us that we put time and effort to that causes us to be distracted from the most important things in our life. Jesus says, Mary has chosen, and I love this word, Mary has chosen what is better. She's chosen what is better. Clear, clear message for all of us. What is it that you aren't choosing, that you should be choosing, that is better? Now, obviously, this is talking about Jesus here. And we're going to beeline towards this, him being our, our complete help to, to, to help this in our lives, to solve this riddle in our lives, of the tyranny of the urgent versus the important. But she has chosen what is better, and I love this, because she has chosen what is not what is better, it will not be taken away from her. So here we go. We got, we've got Martha. She makes her choice, uh, and she's, she's not choosing what is important. But Mary makes her choice, and she is choosing what is important. So here's the big question. What's the most important thing that you've been distracted from pursuing? What is it in your life? You can pick one, you can pick two, you can pick, maybe pick five. What are some things going on right now that you know you should be pursuing, but you're distracted and you're doing other things? What is it? It might be you're distracted from spending some time with God. Maybe you, rec- you recognize, man, I got, I, I, I'm just, I'm weirded out. I, I've got some bad habits going. I'm just being mean and angry to my, my, my wife or my kids, or I'm just blowing up everywhere I turn around. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm struggling. I need to spend time with God, but I just can't. What is it that you're pursuing that's causing you to be distracted from something you know that's important. What about this? Maybe you're distracted from being uh, with your kids. Maybe, maybe there's so much stuff going on uh, that you're neglecting your kids. Uh, I know one, one of the things that I, I, I swear I'd never be like my dad. Who, when, we, when we'd come home, he'd be like, hey, you want to hang out? And we'd play. But if we went outside slowly, he'd be seeing like something over there need to be fixed in the yard. And then he'd be fixing it in the yard. That's exactly what I do now. I don't even like it. I don't even like it. But, I, but I'm doing it. And I'm watching J.D. over here like, well, no longer are we playing. There goes my dad again. And then it's, then it's like, hey, want to come help? Well, we're not throwing the ball. We're not throwing football. We're not swinging on the, the big rope swing we've got in the yard. We're doing something else. 
distracted from our, spending time with our kids by doing something else. Maybe, um, maybe you look at your marriage and maybe you're so distracted by your kids that your marriage is on the rocks. Maybe your household's kid-centered and not marriage-centered. And again, I think I've said this recently, the greatest gift you can give your kids is a solid, white-hot marriage. It's the greatest gift you can give to your kids. So maybe, maybe, maybe the kids right now, your household's like all about them. It's all about them. Their needs, their needs, and they got them. They'll never go away, but at some point you've got you to gotta know it's important, right? That's urgent sometimes. Marriage is important. Maybe, uh, maybe you've been neglecting or distracted from your health. Maybe your health, you're squandering away health by being so busy. Maybe you've been sick a ton and you're just not sleeping enough. Maybe you're not making certain things valuable that need to be a priority. Maybe you've developed a bad habit or an addiction and you're just like, I'm too busy to fix it. I'm just too busy. Here we go. We got, we must choose the important over the urgent. So let me do this. I want to give you three really simple, practical thoughts that that I I see in Scripture. In fact, I see it all through Scripture that will really radically help us to to choose the important. Ready? You find these in your notes. You can pull out your worship guides, jot these down if you'd like, if they serve you this morning. The first thing is this. We've got to create, we must, it's imperative, we've got to create artificial deadlines. All right? Artificial deadlines. All right, let me, let me give you a definition, a working definition of artificial deadlines. Artificial deadlines are artificial deadlines. They're fake. They're not real. For example, uh, in my life, I preach on Sundays. Right? I preach on the weekend. Do you know what time technically um, the message, you know, know what time the message is due, technically speaking? The message is due. 9.29, about an hour and some change ago before I actually stand up and speak, right? Our services start at 9.30. This message, it starts at 11, so at 10.59, I, 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 technically that I've got to have the message. But I have an artificial deadline worked into my time and my message prep. Why? Because it's important. So I don't squander my time away and allow everything else to creep in and don't put my, my, myself... Uh, into study mode, into preparation mode, into thinking through what's, what's going to happen on Sunday, I give myself an artificial deadline. So Fridays at 10 a.m., I, 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 I'm done. I got to be done because everybody's waiting for my notes, right? Got to get notes in the worship guide. Got to get notes on the screens. Got to allow those people time to do what they need to do to manufacture what you see and what we see on the screens. That's an artificial deadline for you or for when you want to go on vacation, say uh, you're going to go on vacation on a Wednesday. You're going to go to the beach. We had some people that said this week they're going to go to the beach and left on Thursday to go to the beach, but they had to come back because it was raining. Richard Moore, welcome home. Um, so, so say you're going to go on vacation and you're going to leave on Thursday. You have to squeeze in five, probably five days of work in how many days? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, into three days, right? Into three days. So isn't it amazing? When you create an artificial deadline 
you don't have to go on vacation, but you know you want to go on vacation, all of a sudden, it isn't amazing how you can squeeze, squeeze five days of work in three days? Isn't it amazing how efficient all of a sudden you work? You're like, no, you're saying no to all kinds of stuff because you know you want to go on vacation, so you put that deadline in place, so at 5 p.m. on Wednesday, you're done. What would it be like in all the important areas of our life, we created some artificial deadlines? My, my dad, is, is, he cracked me up growing up. Uh, I didn't realize it until we moved out and we'd come home for vacations and I'd have my, my wife and my kids and even like, like Christie's family. We'd go down to visit Florida and uh, it'd be Labor Day. And my dad would be outside working in the yard. He'd notice something, and it would just start like a project. And uh, lo and behold, one, one by one, he'd peel us out of the house. Pretty soon I'd be out there working, and then Christy's, my brother-in-law, and then Christy's dad. We'd all be outside working. We're just working, 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 working. I think for a lot of things out there, there's always work to be done, right? There's always more that you can do. I mean, if you clean a house, you keep up with your house and you have little kids, you start in the kitchen, you get the kitchen done, you start in the living room, what's happening to the kitchen right behind you? It's destroyed 30 minutes later. You could clean all day, so what if you put an artificial deadline on the workday? Hey, work's got to get done. This is important. I mean, this, is, this stuff's got to get done, but we're going to work for one hour or we're going to work for three hours, whatever. But at three hours, we're going to do something else. What, what would it look like in your life if you created some artificial deadlines to help you navigate and balance so you could keep things tidied up and do the important and not get distracted by all the, the urgent? Jesus says, Mary chose what was better. I think that's our goal in this conversation. We've got to choose what's better. So create artificial deadlines. Second thing is this. We must be ruthlessly, ruthlessly selective in our yeses. We've got to be so selective in our yeses because if we say yes to everything, what have we just done? We've said no to the best stuff. We say yes to everything, and I know it's a curse for a lot of us. I'm included in this. I want to say yes to everybody. I'm wired relationally, so I want to help everybody. I don't want to let, any, let anybody down. Anybody like that? You want to let people down? You want to hurt anybody, right? You want to, you want to manage all. If you say yes to everything, you're going to say no to the best things. You cannot say. You've got to be selective with your yeses. So the and I wrote this in my notes because I wanted you to have this, but I believe this. The barrier to a meaningful life is not a lack of commitment. That's not, I mean, a lot of, a lot of us, like, I want to have a better life, want a better life. It's not for your lack of commitment. I think for, it's, for a lot of us, it's, it's overcommitment. I see more marriages ruined. I see more lives fall apart because people say yes too much. They've included so much in, that now they're distracted by so much that they aren't doing the most important things. Some of you, instead of starting a to-do list, you need a don't-do list. I'm serious. You need a don't-do list. I don't do that anymore. 
right? You find ways to manage and do the most important things. And honestly, busyness, it doesn't always lead to productivity. It doesn't. Busyness sometimes is just straight busyness. Uh, And truthfully, I, I would say that the best leaders don't do more. They do more of what matters most. So moms, what matters most? If you're a student, what matters most? If you're a business leader, what matters most? Do more of that for the greatest return. So be ruthlessly selective in your yeses. The third thing, and the last thing, I'm going to give you a couple stories to just tidy this up. Uh, The third thing is this. Do first, do first what matters most. Do first what matters most. If it's important to you, don't push it back down on the bottom of your to-do list. That's just... That's just wise thinking. Again, if you don't put it first, as you get going in your day, as we see Martha, stuff's going to happen. Urgent things are going to creep up. People are going to sh- want to show up to your house. Stuff's, you know, stuff's going to happen. And you're going you're gonna to get distracted with everything else, and you're not going to do your important things, and you're going to be wigged out, wired out, messed up, make yourself unpleasant to be around. So do first what matters most. So you don't want to say, uh, if I have time, I'll work out if you're trying to be healthy. Right? If you, if you recognize health's important, you got this body, might as well make use of it. If I have time, I'll work out. And if you're not getting your workouts in, you need to adjust that. Uh, sometimes we'll say, if we have time, we'll go on a date. If it's a value to you and you're married, you, 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 you put it at the top of your priority list. We're going to go on a date. And, you, and, and I'm telling you, in, in, in my world, if I don't put it on a calendar first, someone's going to take it away from me. And I can't let that happen. So I put everything on my calendar first before I get asked to do any weddings. I, get, I, I do a ton of weddings. We've got a lot of young people in our church. I, get, I used to do, all, I could, when we first started our church, I could have done two weddings every weekend for an entire year straight. It's not that much now. But I have a value of my wife and my kids over anybody else, and so we have to calendar appropriately. So we have to be loose, excuse me, we have to do what matters first most. We have to do it, you have to do first what matters most. Just if you're getting confused by what I was saying. You can't say one day we'll take that weekend getaway. We're going to invest in our marriage. You can't say, you don't want to say, which we had time for. Why? Because you have time for what you choose to make time for. Do first what matters most. Now, two stories real quick. Um, this really involves my wife, and I can talk about her because she's not in town right now. So, um, no, I have her permission. Whenever, whenever I tell a story about anybody in our family, I have to get permission. That was established several years back when I told a story that, wasn't the best story. So, um, so, so uh, Christy loves to have people over. Uh, she's a great hostess. In fact, we we love to have people over, and we have lots of people over all the time to our house. In the first few years of our of our of our church, this church, um, we we had the entire church over. Uh, we did this thing like before Christmas. I, I had this idea: let's have everybody to our house before Christmas. Let's just make it one huge revolving door party, and we set up like four weekends straight or four Thursdays straight or I think like like a Tuesday, Thursday, when I'm thinking about it, Tuesday, Thursday for four weeks straight, 
that we had the entire church over. Like over 900 people came to my house over that time period. Like 100 people per night. I mean, it was crazy. We loved it. But can I tell you how crazy stressful it was getting the house ready? Not for me. I don't, even, I, don't, I don't care if things are straight or not. Not in the house. But Christy was, I mean, like shoving stuff out of the way. It was like we just didn't have enough time to get ready. The kids were dragging stuff out. She was mad at everybody. It was just kind of making the whole house upset. I got mad at her. We scrapped. We fight. I mean, we can fight. I mean, we can, th- we can throw down at my house, okay? So, and Christy, she's no pushover, man. She can scrap. She'll, she'll knock you out in a heartbeat. So, just kidding. Uh, so, so, she's never hurt me physically, okay? Um, so, so, I mean, we're going nuts. And all of a sudden, it's like she has this epiphany. And she comes rolling up in there. We're all upset. People are on their way. Things are out of order. She's like, all right, I got it. I got it. She's like, we're... And she's like, like slow and drawn out in her words. And I'm like, what, what is she? She's like, got all our attention. All right, everybody listen up. It's like, we're going to choose people over stuff from now on. We're never going to do this again. We're going to choose people over stuff. And I'm like, baby, that will preach. But what does it mean? You know? And she's like, well, I mean, here we are. We're like falling apart. And everyone's mad at each other. And I'm stressed out. And I'm worried. And it, we got people coming. But we're so focused on all this other junk, and it's just making us ill. I mean, she's like, I feel physically sick because I'm worried about all these other things. She's like, that's not important to us. Stuff will never take priority over people. And ever since that day, it's been several years ago, seven, eight years ago, that's been a motto in my house. When my kids are fighting over s- stuff, usually, she's like, ah, people over stuff, people over stuff, people over stuff. We have to choose what matters most, to choose it first. Um, the, the thing that changed me uh, probably the absolute most was uh, a picture of Allie. Uh, we have a picture. In fact, we've showed it a long time ago in this church. I couldn't find it to show it to you today. Uh, but there's a picture that I, I recall the moment because the picture and what was going on in that picture was not really also evident but to me. Um, so what was happening was Allie was graduating from kindergarten. Now she's graduated and she's off to college. But Allie's graduating from kindergarten. And um, this picture has me crouched down and my hand like on her shoulder. And I'm smiling. She's got her cap and gown on and I'm smiling taking this picture. But I'm, o- I'm holding my phone over here and I'm on speakerphone talking to somebody about work, church stuff, people things, right? And Christy was mad at me the entire graduation. We went to all the classrooms and had little juices in all the classrooms. And I'm just like, ah, you know, I got, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. I got stuff going on. I got important things going on. I got important stuff. I'm an important person, right? But that picture, that picture messes me up to this day. Just thinking about it, just I regret it. And last week we said we're not going to live with regret. That was, that was the whole message last week. This could be carryover part two of that. I'm on my knee, taking this picture, smiling. Christy's mad as a, as a, I mean, whatever mad can be at me for blowing it the entire day. I, I remember another, another time, Allie was probably that age, maybe even younger, that I kept promising 
that week. I was going to play with her. I was going to play with her. I was going to play with her. But I had something going on every night of the week. Something. Something. Every night of the week. Going somewhere. Doing something. I love. I don't sit well. I don't stop well. I love to go. And I kept saying, Daddy's going to come home and play with you. I'm going to be home. I'm going to be home tonight. I'm going to be home tonight. And she laughed one time. She said, Daddy, you don't live at home. You live at church. That messed me up. I decided that day I would not be that dad anymore. Recently, Allie was interviewed because uh, she's swimming uh, at a college. <clears throat> and um, they, said, they said, oh, you're a PK. That's a preacher's kid. Oh, you're a PK. And she's, they're thinking, oh, you're going to have all kind of hang-ups because <laughs> all PKs have all these weird things about, you know, like having to be in a limelight and, you know, all this stuff with people coming to your house. Never happened to my house where you say, like, you kids act right. Church people are coming. Baby, get the special candle out. Oh, we can't find it. It's messed up, hidden somewhere. Hey, get the worship music on, right? You got people coming, right? So all that kind of. So Allie gets interviewed. And they asked her about her life and being a PK, and, she's, and they asked her about something to do with her relationship with her parents. And she said this, and I'm, I'm proud of this. I'm proud of this. And I'll tell you how, how this happened in just a second. She said, my daddy loves me more than the church. My daddy always put me first. Now, that's not true. She just forgot the years before that. But it is true now, and it was true after those moments where I recognized I, I'm just getting sucked in with all these other distractions. That's what's most important. Going back to that passage real quick. Mary chose what was, what was that word. Mary chose what was better. Mary chose what was better. The reason I could make that shift was because I asked God for help. Some of you today, you got all this stuff going on. You're so busy. You can't, right now, you can't even make heads or tails of what's important, what's urgent. But you know your life's kind of out of control. You feel it. If you slow down long enough, even you pause in your mind just long enough, you look at your, your house or your family or your health, you know down deep it's whacked out of control. You can't do this. You can't get better apart from Jesus. Straight up. I can't live one moment. I can't make really any good, wise, right choices apart from my connection with God. So if you want to get this ball rolling, if you want to if you want to get started and get better, whatever your better is. If you're tracing, if you're chasing some 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 rabbits right now. And you know, and you just know down deep things are whacked out. I'm just telling you this morning, Jesus is your answer. So start this week and just say, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna pray more this week. I'm just gonna ask for God's help, maybe in this moment. Or maybe you start opening up God's word and allow it to penetrate and change you from the inside out. That this will do it. That's why so many different weeks you hear me challenge you to get the Bible app. Just Google Bible app. The best ones will pop up. Get it. Leverage it. Use it. Make it first because I'm telling you, the closer I am in my connection with, with my Lord, with God, with Jesus, the better I am for, 
for myself, for you, for my wife, for my kids, for everything. Every, if I get the Jesus piece right, guess what happens to me? Everything works out better, better, better. Let's pray. Lord, we, uh, we surrender to this, uh, this challenge of yours from Scripture. Well, you took two sisters, you, you made sure that was in your word, and God, you've made sure that we heard it today. So God, I pray that today we would say yes to you in this area of our lives. That, get, that God, right now, as you're showing us the areas of our life where you're, kind of opening, us, you're opening us up and helping us to, to grapple with some of this, and God, some of us right now are recognizing how we're off, how we've got this messed up, and how we're... We're, we're losing in some vital areas of our life. God, we pause right now to say, we need help. I need help. And God, we don't turn to our own strengths or abilities or our, our own ability to, to mitigate or navigate our hearts. God, we turn to you. So Lord, we turn to you and we ask, would you help us? And God, I pray you'd give us the gumption to, to say yes to, to going this route into making these choices. Today, God, we want to honor you. We want to choose the important over the urgent. And we want to do what's better, God, and we're asking for your help. We need you, Lord. In your precious name we pray. Amen.